0: Intelligent Medicine is sponsored in part by Chromadex, providing healthcare practitioners with a clinically proven vital resource to increase your patients' levels of NAD. NAD works at the cellular level to fuel energy production. It supports some 500 enzymatic pathways in the body. But many factors can cause NAD levels to drop, such as poor diet, alcohol consumption, lack of sleep, immune stress, overtraining, excess sun exposure, and stress. So, it's important to supplement NAD reserves. Fortunately, there's a patent NAD precursor called Niagen, or nicotinamide riboside, which is the active ingredient in the cellular support supplement TrueNiagen Pro. Backed by nearly 100 published papers and multiple human studies, TrueNiagen Pro can safely and effectively elevate your patient's NAD levels. TrueNiagen Pro gives hardworking cells exactly what they need to perform at their best. To learn more about the research behind TrueNiagen Pro, or to order, visit pro.truniagen.com. That's true spelled T-R-U, pro.truniagen.com. And from now until June 30th, practitioners can get 10% off with coupon code HOFFMAN10. True Nigen Pro is cellular defense for life. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly rundown of questions that you send to us. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. With me today is Layla Muton, who is a registered dietitian and master's degree nutritionist uh who every time we do Q&A with Layla, she capably accompanies me answering your questions. Radio program at AOL.com. How are you doing, Layla? Okay, Dr. Hoffman, how are you? Very well and refreshed and glad to be back. You took a trip. I did. I was in Arizona. Uh-huh. Uh huh. flew to Phoenix and went out to a nearby place called Carefree, Arizona. It's
1: called Carefree. It's
0: called, it's a town called Carefree. Wow. Because it's a place where mm-hmm. a lot of people have, uh, winter homes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's really beautiful out there. It's, I mean, the weather was perfect. It's nice and dry. It was dry, low humidity,
1: cool mornings,
0: warm, uh, warm days, That's nice, and lots cool of sunshine. Mornings. And it was uh, it was it was actually a, the pretext was a bike trip. It wasn't just sort of like a sitting around the pool reading a book kind of trip. So it was very active. It was uh, two days of uh, I'm sorry, uh, four days of cycling and one day of hiking mm. intermixed so that we could get a little bit of a recovery. Uh, I was a little bit apprehensive because I thought like, you know, I looked at the bike routes that they had, and yeah. Uh, the bike routes were 45 miles one day, 47 miles another day, you know, wow. pre- and, and with some steep climbs. Okay. And with one, That's one tough. was, there was 4,500 feet of elevation, not elevation, of, of, of climb. Wow. So, what that means is that cumulatively over the 47 miles, you'd have to go 4,500 feet, which is a little more than in the, you know, hills of New Jersey that I'm used to doing sure. on, on the weekends. But um, you know, managed it. Uh, terrific, and uh, terrific. There was it, and also uh, I was reassured because I wasn't the oldest there. I mean, I was one of the oldest, but there were actually a couple of gals in their seventies uh-huh. who were phenomenal cyclists. They were lifelong cyclists, and uh, you know, it just goes to show you that people can maintain physical fitness. Uh, well into their sixties and seventies and beyond. Mm. And cycling totally. is merciful because some of the people uh, had been inveterate runners. Yeah. But they adopted cycling because cycling was more merciful to their knees and to their backs and to their hips. Yes. And so cycling is, is, is gentler. Uh, and, um, you know, so. Uh, what
1: kind of snacks do you take along on well, a trip that long? It's interesting,
0: you you don't go keto, you know, no. because you need carbs. You need the carbs. And so we had a support vehicle. But by the way, uh, thanks to Trek Travel, which is one of the, the companies that arranges these. But you can do this anywhere in the world. Uh-huh. You, can, you know, in the national parks, you can do it in. Uh, in the summer, you go to uh, you know Death Valley or you go to Arizona. You know, warm places, Florida sometimes. Uh, but in the winter, a lot of opportunities open up in New England and in the national mm-hmm. parks. And then in Europe, of course, uh, there's a lot of trips in Norway, you know, to the Arctic Circle,
1: you know, oh my, things like yeah, that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, it's, 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 you know, international thing. And it's a great way to get out, see the country and get some good exercise. Uh, so snacks were, they actually had a quote, a support vehicle. In other words, it, for some of the rides, we just rode out of the hotel or the spa but in other rides this we had a support vehicle we got in we put the bikes on the roof and they took us to near a national park
1: uh-huh.
0: uh or a state park <laughs> and then we rode around so they so they were they had like snacks galore i mean they had like, every conceivable terrific you know, good fruit and cookies and uh power bars and yeah all d- the stuff you need little gummies sugary gummies so, mm. so you weren't going to run out of fuel yeah you're uh, not going to hit a wall you know, and I found that I did not eat an enormous amount. I did have, you know, some bars, which yeah. I don't normally have bars because the idea is to cram as many calories into you as needed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and then come home, and have a good dinner, right. Right. right? And I actually had a little wager with the guy. It was he was uh, sixty six, mm-hmm. and uh, a good rider. He right, he's from Florida. He rides a one a Florida, which is the you know flat ride, but long distances he goes and you know i said he he said i wonder if i lost weight on this and i said i'll bet you anything you don't lose weight and why is that well i think uh, the
1: inclines and in the muscles it's like a strength training for your it, lower it body Strength at least-
0: training but also we we compensated by taking in more calories. Oh, you know, yeah. And, yeah, 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 and yeah. I was I was more lax with my diet because who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: You're burning it off every right, day. Right.
0: The, and
1: then some. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was having stuff I'd usually, I mean, I would have a little cardi breakfast, you know, with some uh, avocado toast and things like that. There you go. A you know? uh, bowl of oatmeal or something. Yeah. I don't usually have. Anyway, so, uh, you yeah, good time, had my all. It was a good, Terrific. Jump start on the uh, summer riding season. And I'll write an article about uh, cycling and the health benefits thereof for the newsletter as a result. Terrific. Terrific.
1: Yeah. So, all in all, a great trip for you. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it
0: was good. So, you know,
1: nice to leave mission New York,
0: too. Yeah, mission accomplished. <laughs> there, were, there, were four, there were four of us on the plane going back. There three three other New Yorkers. Oh, really? And it wasn't prearranged. We just happened to be going on the same <laughs> flight back to New York. So, anyway.
1: Did they did they furnish you with a good bicycle?
0: Yes. Comparable yeah. to, yeah. like, what you use uh, yourself? Uh, I, one guy brought his own bicycle. Oh, wow. He was a real, you know, he had a... Die, hard, die this hard. Is my bike. He's 22 That's... years old. So, he's, like, he can schlep a bicycle yeah. to the airport and, you know, he brought all his, you know, fancy equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I had to bring were my pedals, which were compatible with my shoes, because he always clip in shoes. So, yeah, I brought yeah, my yeah, shoes, yeah, my yeah, pedals... Yeah. They give us helmet. They gave us everything. Of course, we had a, you know, our, uh, bicycling togs, you know, or whatever, our uh, kit, yeah. the, uh, clothes that you wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they gave us everything and good bikes, <laughs> good bikes. Why? Because Trek travel is associated with Trek bikes. And so they, they actually, they kind of want to tempt you with a relatively nice bike because you go, Oh, that felt pretty good. I'm going to go buy one. I'm going to go buy great. one.
1: It's a great PR campaign yeah, for, it's, it's, it's really? for That's them. a That's a good idea. Um,
0: but, um, yeah. you know, I talked to one guy and I said, so how many bikes do you have? And he goes, N plus one, which means, you know, which I understood to mean there's never enough bikes. <laughs> you know? So, I, yeah, That's funny. Most yeah. bike aficionados have yeah. a couple of bikes. I have three. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I want a fourth? I'm <laughs> sure. Right, 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 right. You have three. That's right. And by the way, there was an option homes. to use um, electronic bikes, e-bikes, mm. on this trip, which would have facilitated it for some of the people who did, maybe they didn't have the stamina. The hills yeah. were sometimes a little brutal, so an e-bike can take you up a hill a lot mm-hmm. easier. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow! Yeah, I'm seeing more e-bikes on the street yeah. on the streets of New
0: York. Popular, but yeah, you know, from the standpoint of pedestrians, not a good thing Mm-hmm. because they zoom, zoom, zoom by you. That's true. And, you don't uh, hear them and we, it would and be they go quite fast. Survive COVID and then get creamed to buy an e-bike. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more worried about the e-bikes.
1: Right, 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 right. Me too. You got to look both directions on the bike. Well, you uh, had an accident. Lane. Yeah. I did. Yeah. The by- cyclist was going the wrong way.
0: Uh, oh, they always do oh My
1: Gosh.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, but I was okay.
0: Yeah. So, on to questions. Shall we? Ring yes. the program at AOL.com or remind you the destination. But, um, I think we have a lot of questions in the mailbag this week. Yeah.
1: This is from Fran. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. Having had breast cancer, I now have many more scans. I'm concerned about their side effects. I heard a caller on a recent show asking about supplements to prevent issues with CAT scans and iodine-based contrast. I normally take NAC twice a day and several other supplements that you mentioned to the caller. My questions. My CAT scans are generally without contrast. Does the NAC help protect against the radiation dosage also?
0: Uh, so the, when you take contrast, uh, it can damage your kidneys. Yeah. And there's actually some good documentation that NAC as a preload, yeah. As a preventive can somewhat mitigate that risk. Right. Uh, that, so that's the, that's the contrast induced nephropathy.
1: Yeah. Gandolinium, Uh, right?
0: Uh, no, it's, that's different. Gandolinium is when you use Uh, an MRI.
1: Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Gansolinium on an MRI, because that's her second question.
0: All right. Well, Sangtite, let's, because yeah. we're talking CAT, scan. cat scans now. So Without
1: was, contrast, she gets well, okay. typically. with
0: the contrast, there is possibly a renal damage. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the overall radiation effect, is there a benefit to taking an antioxidant like NAC? Mm. And the answer is probably, you know, or, you know, a glutathione generating thing. Because yeah. Glutathione is kind of a cleanup crew against free radicals. So, that kind of makes sense. NAC and vitamin D, because vitamin D also helps to upregulate.
1: A good level of vitamin oh, yeah?
0: D helps upregulate glutathione. As well. Okay. Um, yeah. So, then she's got a question about gadolinium, which is different. Gadolinium yeah. is a... Um,
1: My MRI is
0: usually with contrast. Mm-hmm. So, what do you recommend? For- well, I don't know. I just don't know what to use to prevent... A g- gadolinium toxicity is a real thing. But it mostly is. in patients who have renal, uh, chronic renal com- failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they can, they Your don't excrete the gadolinium. Gadolinium can cause some problems. Mm. Um, but is there a way to mitigate that? I don't know. Mm. Um, mostly, I mean, I, what I generally suggest is that if people are told you needed something with contrast, just ask, do you really need the contrast? Uh, you know, maybe for like MS or something like that, you sure. need gadolinium or something, yeah, to see if your brain has plaque in it or something like that. But, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I you know, um, I would minimize if possible because yeah. sometimes they'll say, well, you know, maybe we don't need contrast. Mm-hmm. But there you go, that could be something, what, right? So, what is contrast? Contrast means that it's a dye, in effect, mm-hmm. that shows up in certain types of tissues mm-hmm. uh, that will accentuate the discrimination between the soft tissue and and yeah and fluid say you know. yeah so yeah. it gives a little better definition to
1: mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. in the 1990s it was I had an MRI of my head with contrast to the inner ear I had Labyrinthitis for about two or three months. It right. just wasn't going away. Yeah. So they were looking for an acoustic neuroma. Yes, they found nothing. Right, everything was fine. Right, and I eventually felt better. Which and is that
0: actually was that. Not, not a unusual a, a finding in a young woman. Hmm. You know, it can that can be yeah. a common cause of. I was in my thirties. Right. Yeah, a yeah. common cause of. Uh, Dizziness. It has to be ruled out. Most of yeah. dizziness and dizziness elaboration. It's just
1: lasting too long. It's That's just, why. You know, yeah.
0: it, it's, it you never find out why. Right. It's what's called idiopathic. But if it's a tumor pressing on the auditory nerve, you got to find that. Nerve. Sure. Okay. Sure.
1: So, Fran, thank you for that qu- question. See if you actually absolutely need that contrast. Yeah. It's a good conversation to have. Uh, another, another about, uh, this is another Fran. That was a different Fran. Fran number this number, is a different Fran. Number Fran. Two. I'm a 70-year-old female taking anastrozole after breast cancer treatments. Okay, and which a-
0: anastrozole is an androgen yeah. blocker. Androgen blocker. So okay. it, what it does is it prevents the aromatization mm-hmm. of androgens to uh, testosterone, I mean yeah. to uh, uh, estrogen. So yeah. it's an, it, in effect, it's an estrogen blocker type, yeah.
1: Yeah, she's 70. 17- it's also
0: called Femara.
1: Femara, okay, is okay. The, is the
0: uh, is that- brand name. Okay. Uh, Anastrozole. I've also had prolea shots for the last four years due to osteoporosis. Well, it's not a, it's not a coincidence that when you're blocking the androgens and the estrogens you could have osteoporosis. Sure. Because it, sure. It, that's what sustains bone density in women. So it's mm-hmm. like she, it's the consequence of the therapy that she has osteoporosis.
1: Possibly. Yeah. So my oncologist referred me to my endocrinologist who treats me for hypothyroidism hmm. to determine if I should stop the prolea to avoid taking it for such a long period of time. But I heard that another medication needs to be taken to wean off Prolia. Hmm. Which medication with the least side effects?
0: You don't really need to wean off Prolia. Prolia is not something where you get a rebound. Yeah. Or where, you know, you're going to go through some kind of withdrawal. Some medications you need to wean off of, like psychiatric medications. Yeah. Um, There's some thought that if you're on beta blockers, you can't stop abruptly. Mm. Uh, there's some thought, uh, with certain medications, you know, certainly, uh, you know, benzodiazepines, mm-hmm. you know, sleep medication, anti-anxiety medication, mm-hmm. antidepressants, you can't stop cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I, probably, I think you can stop. The question is, what do you follow it up with? Ah. And there's some, uh, an endocrinologist probably would have a sense of what the follow-up medication is because, um... Uh, I believe it's bisphosphonates, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like... So
1: actinel yeah, or, yeah. or Fosamax right. or...
0: Beneva, But I'm I'm not even sure what the order is with those because there's a, they need to be administered in a certain order because uh, when you take one, it may reduce the efficacy of a subsequent medication if you need a subsequent medication. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the question is, does she really need to... At this point, to be on medication, yeah. that's where we might come in and suggest things like strontium, vitamin K, vitamin D, magnesium. austera, yes. right kind of calcium mm-hmm. with hyperflavone and magnesium yes. and, you know, All of that. Bi- mm-hmm. biotin and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, olive leaf extract. These yeah. are among the things that are helpful. Um, yeah. So, okay. but it's a special case because she's on a hormone blocker, so she might have an accelerated. Progression to osteoporosis. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's typically what happens, right? With uh... Fran, thank you for that very, very thoughtful question. Well, you
0: know, people do see us for these things. They don't. Uh, True. They have a, a more in-depth uh, evaluation. It's actually, what would you say? What percentage of our patients is uh, women, and some occasionally men with osteoporosis? Fairly high percentage. Yes. Maybe up of know, a certain age. Five percent of our patients, you know, which is a considerable yeah. percent. You know, yeah. one in. 20 patients, maybe one in 15 of our patients, because it's, it's one of the things that, uh, we do successfully. Yes. You know, is looking at natural support for bone density.
1: Mm -hmm. And the most alarming cases of osteoporosis are the ones we see in younger women who've been taking thyroid medication, who are, who are dispensed with thyroid medication overzealously by their practitioners for so many years when, and it kind of, you know, put their bone Turnover we and overdrive. Cases.
0: And uh, it, it really is the responsibility of some of these quote yeah. integrative doctors yeah. to be more judicious about thyroid prescribing. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they I, I, I fault my own profession mm. for being, you know, it's one thing to recognize that there are a lot of people who need thyroid, but it's, it's yeah. another to treat anybody with overweight or a little lethargy or fatigue, mm-hmm. depression, you know, with a lot of thyroid mm-hmm. medication. It's a mistake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have a question from Marianne. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I heard your discussion debunking the melatonin-Alzheimer's connection. Yeah. My doctor prescribed an anti-itch medication that he said would help me sleep at night. It's a hydroxyzine, hydrochloride. Okay. Does this have does this have a sleep aid in it that would be the kind that causes so, Alzheimer's? So, here's how
0: that works. These medications have what are called anticholinergic effects. Mm-hmm. And and actually, some of the medications used for Alzheimer's are cholinergic medications. You know, they actually like... You, choline,
1: want, the you want the choline. You want acetylcholine made in your
0: brain. So, right. cholinergic good, anticholinergic bad. Yeah. Where it, it matters, you know, probably it's not going to matter if you're like 35 years old. Mm. But where it matters is when you're kind of running on fumes in terms of your neurotransmitters in your brain, you may be on your on the cusp of cognitive decline, dementia, yeah, and so in an elderly patient, perhaps it's really undesirable, but you know for the purposes of quelling a severe itch short term, you know it's okay, it's not going to give you Alzheimer's, yeah, but it may unlock your potential to go down that path. Mm-hmm. So, mm. um, I'm not again it, uh, but that's why melatonin, by the way, melatonin got lumped into that category. Yeah, unfortunately. Sleep medications cause. Well, yeah, no dose is anticholinergic, an mm. over the counter thing. It uses a strong sedating antihistamine.
1: Mm.
0: Benadryl is. All the antihistamines are. Well, some, of them are, some of them are non-sedating. But I just... Yeah, Benadryl puts me out. Forget it. During the bike trip, I was talking to this woman where we were talking about allergies Mm because, you know, there are a lot of allergies in Arizona in spite of the dry weather. Very bad allergies. And her allergies were acting up a little bit. And she said, yeah, this doctor gave me this drug with a Z. And I go, Zyrtec? And she goes, yeah, that's the one. And, you know, it was supposed to be non-sedating, but she said, I felt like I was on a trip. Wow. I mean, when I t- and she was, I said, you're sensitive. Because most people, they are a little bit, they notice it, but they're not really socked by the quote, non-sedating antihistamines. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's allergy season. My article this week is about natural support for allergy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, in the case of someone who's got this bad itch, uh, you know, we do an evaluation. Is related to food? Is it related to high histamine levels in the body? You know, put them on a low histamine diet, give them certain things that help with Mm-hmm. Uh, mast cell activation. Yes,
1: which we're uh, seeing more and more of,
0: mast you know, there's, cell. There's a nice article by one of our uh, good recent, you know, frequent contributors on intelligent medicine, a good colleague of mine, Dr. Galland, mm-hmm. about how COVID can trigger MCAS, uh, oh, wow. uh, mast cell activation syndrome, so that mm-hmm. some people uh, have long COVID due to a, an activation, an awakening of, of their uh, mast cells, causing like a lot of histamine in the body, and causing a lot of allergic symptoms, which include brain fog, fatigue. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes bodily symptoms like itch and mm-hmm. nasal mm-hmm. congestion. Wow. Um, wow! But anyway, so yeah. uh, maybe that's you see, we're seeing a lot of MCAS because because mm-hmm. COVID, because I don't know what.
1: You know. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Thank you for your question, Marianne. Okay. Ah, we've got a question from Nicole. My son is seven years old, suffers from indoor-outdoor allergies, cats, roaches, feathers, grass, food allergies, intolerances, and reflux. This is a
0: seven-year-old boy.
1: That's a lot. Wow.
0: Well, right away, reflux. What's going on with his GI tract?
1: Yeah. uh, uh Uh-huh. Right. Yes. The reflux has been causing a tremendous amount of mucus in his nose. He uses a neti pot. He uses clear nasal spray daily. Mm-hmm. Great, Nicole. Wonderful. The allergies have been causing sinus headaches almost daily. He complains of a stomach ache.
0: Well, this is this is classic symptoms of mast cell activation syndrome oh, or histamine intolerance. Okay. So we work him yeah. up in in that respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good news. How old is Cho? Seven. Okay. This is an age where children are most susceptible to allergies, and he's boy. He's and a what boy. What happens to boys around 11, 12, 13 is they start making this thing called. T, testosterone. Testosterone, and yeah. And testosterone helps them get past that. that. Wonderful. Usually. 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 Okay. Um, so, this is a time of, like, real delicacy, sensitivity in children vis-a-vis allergies. Yeah. And He's got a if few if, years
1: to go. He's if just we can seven. straighten
0: him out, if there's some dietary things, if there's some supplement things, if there's some...
1: The allergist recommended pepcid and children's Claritin for yeah. a month, but I'd like a cure, not but a band-aid. You know what?
0: That's, it can help, right? Pepsid, Pepsid is, is something. a treatment for MCAS. Yeah. Yeah. Pepsid actually, it, it helps with GERD, but yeah. it also helps with, it's, it, it is an antihistamine. It is, yeah. Yeah. It's a histamine blocker. It's a little bit of a hist, uh, a, histamine blocker in the GI tract rather than in the, uh, That's interesting. the respiratory That's why tract. it
1: works so well for some people, well, yeah.
0: We, we give patients... So, I'm, I'm okay with Claritin and Pepsi, but it's not doing the trick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, eventually he we'd like him to t- taper off these things, of course. Sure. But... Um, Nicole's asking, would you recommend
1: specific strains of probiotics or yes, digestive yes, yes, yes. But enzymes?
0: It, it's complicated. It and, is complicated. And, you know, yeah. and we work with these uh, people. Isn't
1: there a drug for MCAS or something? A doctor wrote a book about. Well, about. It, there's,
0: yeah. It, or something? Uh, there is a, a book. But, um, you know, things that, that help that, sometimes methylating B vitamins, DAO. Uh. Okay. Diamine oxidase, which yes. is um, a pork-derived uh, substance that helps with breakdown of histamine. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, these are some of the things that uh, can help. Also, uh, there's evidence that uh, sulforaphane may be helpful, sulforaphane mm. supplements. Mm-hmm. Uh, luteolin supplements are helpful luteolin. for that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Nicole, your son requires a, a full workup, but... Wow! once... See, see a physician who's specialized in, <clears> in <throat> working with uh, multiple. Uh, I, I use uh, mast cell activation syndrome, yeah. histamine intolerance.
1: Yeah.
0: And put him on a low histamine. I mean, when look, uh, rather low than just saying go diet. see a doctor, we can make a practical suggestion, which is look up low histamine diets.
1: She's already got them on Been Glute, there, done gluten-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, nuts, but I'm not top, sure that, tomatoes, strawberry, still, it, all it, kinds of. It things.
0: still could be there could be some loopholes on that. There could be. You know. There could be. Okay.
1: Yeah, Nicole, you may require a, a And nutrition the GI consult. tract
0: is important, you know, something to restore the GI tract and maybe even to yeah. uh, seal the gut because, you know, gut, licky, permeability licky gut, you know, yeah. something that helps with GI permeability, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, maybe, uh, uh, you know, one of these IgG support things. Yes, that are, IgG Protect. IgG Protect, yeah. which is from orthomolecular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're actually, um, they're akin to colostrum, but they're actually derived from, uh, bovine, uh, serum,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, immunoglobulins. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, best of luck with your son. Hopefully he's going to outgrow this.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's the good news. I mean, so the,
1: the clue for you then was he's allergic and all this, but the reflux and the stomach ache, Told you MCAS.
0: Yeah, is that, it, than- it, that it's there's uh, systemic manifestations yeah. of this. That's interesting. Through that, the body. All right, good point at which to uh, uh, break because we're oh, going my. to... Time flies when we're having fun. It really does. Uh, give us a preview of what we're going to talk about in part two. I have osteoporosis. No, well, we you don't, are- Layla. That, not, not me. <laughs> I have osteoporosis as Joan. What is your opinion on my numbers? Okay, let's run the numbers next time. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today with Layla, because it's our weekly Q&A with Layla. And this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.